Hello! Welcome to the Happy Jacks RPG Network. I am Chris, and I am finding my notes. There they are. Okay. Um, we are on session five of The Great American Witch, which is a Great American Novel uh, adapted RPG. Uh, you can catch the prior episodes on happyjacks.org, Great American Witch. And to you can find all the other shows on Happy Jacks uh, Network as well at the happyjacks.org slash shows. So um, I am Christopher Gray. We are uh, excited about jumping in tonight. We're sort of on an odd night because uh, uh, Insert Coin uh, uh, finally ended, which is sad. Uh, But that means we get back-to-back witches. So we're going to be back uh, tonight and then next week as well. So looking forward to moving this story along. Uh, So that's me. Um, Who else is here? Emily, do you want to take it away? I'm Vanderwerf. I am playing... I totally forgot. I'm playing Abigail Hawks, who is uh, the craft of Hecate. Awesome. Jim? Jim is making funny facial expressions for those of you that are not watching. His eyebrows have gone in weird directions. There we go. Hi. Uh, my name is Jim, and I'm playing Cabe of uh, the uh, tradition of uh, Terra. Yeah, sorry, there's a jet landing in my backyard, apparently. Jeez. <laughs> I'm right by the sudden. airport. <laughs> Local friendly uh, neighborhood attorney. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Mac? Hey, guys, I'm Mac Beauvais. I'm playing Amelda Lake, who goes by Mel, and it is the craft of Lilith. Last but not least, Joe. Hey, y'all, I'm Joe. Uh, I am playing Albert who is the craft of the spider grandmother. Well, uh, welcome back, everybody. Uh, It has been a while, uh, so I'll do a recap here to kind of reorient ourselves to all of the things happening in Salem, Indiana, uh, just before the winter solstice. Um, The the halfway house Salem's Hearth has taken in a young raven-kind therianthrope, who also happens to be a witch and also probably a reborn ancient Celtic goddess. We're trying to get to the bottom of all of that. Um, she has been uh, under a custody battle between the hearth and her family and another coven who are trying to protect Salem by uh, keeping the raven kind at bay. And um, a lot of shenanigans ensued around all of that. So when we last left them, they finally came to a sort of um, truce between Covens and the Ravenkind family uh, to keep uh, this teenager uh, this teenager at the hearth for the time being until um, more can be figured out. So uh, that has been done. I think the whole custody battle is sort of at bay for a period of time now. Um, that's a big sweeping understatement of everything that went on, but that's sort of where we are. Um, We've just gotten through Thanksgiving, yay! Uh, There were a lot of people that got a lot of food at the hearth, so thank you for opening up the hearth to the people of Salem. Um, And uh, and so we're going to go ahead and pick it up on the the day after, so this is probably later in the day after everybody's gone to bed, woke up, sort of feeling refreshed, and... um, and we'll just sort of take it from there. We're going to just ease into this a little bit because there's a lot of things happening and we have to take some time to explore all those things. Uh, so I'd like to open, as we have typically done, with a montage. 
and everybody can just sort of introduce what their characters are doing at this moment, uh, the day after Thanksgiving. Um, I think since we passed Thanksgiving, the next milestone is really solstice. So we are sort of, I, I'm, I'm guessing the coven and certainly all of the witches in the, in the country that are watching this um, solstice happen because of the um, solar eclipse that's going to happen at the same time um, are all quite aware that this is now imminent. Uh, so things things are probably going to start amp amping up. Uh, uh, the witches are probably going to start feeling a lot more energy just in general. Um, and this is probably going to escalate day by day. Um, as the energy comes, it's, it's, it's likely going to be more difficult to control. Uh, and, and so it, you're probably on edge. You're probably a little anxious. And, and it's, um, it's no longer uh, dilly-daddle time. So we have to like figure out how to prepare for, for what's coming even though you don't really know the extent of what's coming. Um, so yeah, let's just do that. Why don't we start with a montage? Um, we can open with Mel's uh, kitten, who <laughs> is um, sitting with Raven at the kitchen. And Raven is um, uh, maybe telekinetically controlling a black feather uh, over the kitten, who is madly trying to catch it. So where is Mel? Uh, Mel is there watching this happen and just kind of muttering to herself, trying to, like, running names through her head of what to call this kitten. And is very distracted by that, but every once in a while kind of reaches out and, like, gingerly pets the, the cat. Like, I, she's never had a pet before, so this is huge to her. Yeah, and, and I think this this little tabby has really bonded to Mel in, from beginning from the beginning. Uh, but uh, since she showed up, he do we say it was a he? It was a she? Since she showed up um, yesterday, she's been following Mel everywhere. Yeah, and I think she's been responding every time that the cat is meowing after her with "Yes, madam," "Yes, madam." <laughs> Okay, so there's some cat uh, antics going on. <laughs> uh, anybody else in the kitchen? You want to do a montage apart from the kitchen? I don't know where I am, but I feel strongly it's not the kitchen. So I'm thinking about that. Okay, we'll come back to you. Jim, you're usually in the kitchen. I'm sorry, uh, Cape. Well, Cape actually is in the basement right now. Oh. And uh, he's moving some what looks like those... Um, bankers file boxes around and behind a big pile of them is a wooden is a wooden case uh and he pulls out the wooden case very gingerly and sets it aside and he goes to the middle of the uh, uh the lattice work on the floor that is representative of all the people that have joined the coven uh and he removes his shirt uh, and opens up the box, and it's a couple of those Indian punch daggers, the Qatars. Uh, and you see him sort of like pick those up and sort of wrap his wrists in them and then sort of like start doing movements, um, like martial arty type of um, practice movements as he starts swinging the blades around and is centering himself. And then after he does that for a while, he's kind of sweaty, he just goes into lotus position, and he's just sort of meditating, preparing the future okay uh oh i didn't know he was into martial arts so it makes him even more interesting and complex all right well what about um 
Uh, well, do we know what Abigail's doing yet, or should we move on? To yeah, I think I think Albert? I know. Um, um, I think I know what Abigail's up to. Um, Abigail has Abigail doesn't have a room at the halfway house because she traditionally stays either in her apartment or at Megan, her fiance's apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, she's closeted to everybody else in her life. So, but she has been sleeping here a lot more lately. She's been sleeping in Raven's room, sort of. Um, being a protective uh, figure. Uh, and so she wakes up in Raven's bed, even though Raven is downstairs, uh, apparently having overslept, having not uh, realized what's happening and picks up her phone and looks at it. And there's just dozens upon dozens of texts from various people who's, she's been shirking her duties a lot because she's been so drawn into the uh, intrigue here. And, uh, I think, as we saw last uh, last time, people are starting to notice. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, what's Albert doing? Um, Albert is up in his room, <clears throat> and I'd like to begin with a short visit into what he's been dreaming about lately. Um, we first see a scene. It's about nineteen seventy. There's a large protest outside of the Pentagon. Um, There is a lot of anti-war sentiment about Vietnam. And there's a huge group of people chanting, um, lift the Pentagon, lift the Pentagon. And it's a bunch of hippies smoking weed. And they're like waving their fingers towards the Pentagon building, threatening to levitate it with peace and love. Um. But Albert is there, and the ground begins to shake, and fire begins to sprout out of the ground, and the Pentagon does lift, and it keeps on going up and up and up into the sky, and then it collapses and falls, and then everything goes to black. The next scene is somewhere in 1990. People are rioting. There's violence on the streets. People are angry. People are shouting for justice. And there's this storm that comes that blows everything away. Just everything. And Albert is there in the center of it. Albert wakes up, wipes the sweat from his face. Miss Albert, this is a safe place. And he puts on his clothes and begins his day and walks down into the hearth. Hey, so it's sort of like a, a normal day, uh, roughly, right? And um, as seems pretty typical with Salem's hearth, uh, somebody just walks in. Um halfway expecting a um, reception, <laughs> but there's a reception desk. There probably isn't anybody there except maybe Mel, who always happens to be walking by when somebody just walks in. Um, we awarded it's it to probably, be that way. It's probably the case now where it's just like, always? I just I leave the room, and then there's the person there. <laughs> I think that's that's the house itself sort of saying yeah. something. <laughs> <laughs> um this is a. Uh, we're, we're, I don't know how this is going to pan out. So um, I'm going to. I'm going to call this momentum. 
um, but it might escalate from there. Um, so you'll need to know what your aspects are in case you need to roll against a conflict. So uh, this, uh, I guess, uh, older woman, let's, let's put her maybe in her 60s, uh, walks in. Uh, she's wearing a purple pantsuit. Uh, her hair is done perfectly in this perm. She has pearls. And she's wearing heels. She walks in and just this really big smile. Hello! It's such a pleasure to be here at last. Yeah, for me too. Where did you come from? New Orleans. I'm Lola. I think we talked on the phone, dear. Your voice sounds very familiar. Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe could have been one of the other knows me. Well, how are you? Uh, I'm okay. I, I, we weren't a hundred percent sure when you might show up. Oh, I'm not here to stay, sweetie. I, I am so sorry. I did it again. Young lady. I am just here to see if you need any help in advance of our arrival. Uh, it is getting close to solstice, as you well know. And uh, we've been noticing some hmm, uh, turbulence uh, around here. Some uh, Lots of activity. And I mostly want to see if everybody is okay. Yeah, I mean, we're fine here. Just making sure that everything is ready for the solstice. Okay, well, uh, you're not withholding anything important that I might need to know. After all, uh, <laughs> there have been a lot of that, uh, I don't know how to describe it, almost disruptions coming from around here. You know, let me, um, hey, Albert, can you come uh, here for a minute? Albert um, walks down and... He already knew that Lola entered the house. He's just been waiting for this moment because he saw it in his dreams. And he walks down and he makes eye contact with Lola and he just nods. Oh, um, and this is a momentum scene, so I'm going to take a bit of narrative control. I'm also adding a conflict here uh, called Lola because we don't really know where this is heading. No. <laughs> she sort of squints at Albert and says, Oh, this is where you ended up. Yes, this is where I've chosen to stay. It's been a while. Are you it's still having your, your, um, your problem? Not a problem. A choice well now isn't this interesting is somebody watching over you I'm surrounded by sisters do they know who you are they know who I choose to be they're the only ones who see me as I choose to be. Well, isn't that cryptically convenient? 
<laughs> okay, well, this is uh, quite a surprise. I will need to go back to New Orleans uh, and um, uh, consult When should we expect the others to arrive? Oh, uh, well, Fortnite. Are you certain you don't need any help around here? I think we have this under control, right, Albert? We'll let you know if we require you. Do you have coffee? There is an olive garden not far from here. So you do not want to invite me in. Well, I wasn't expecting southern hospitality, but I was expecting a little more, I must admit. I I could probably go rustle up some coffee. That would be lovely, dear. Thank you. And so you've decided to invite yourself. I'm just standing here. I'm not yet inside. Uh, Should I be concerned? Do make yourself at home. This is a hearth open to all which kind. Thank you. She struts into the kitchen. I sneer at her. The, um, if you would like, I mean, you can, we could have done a conflict there if you do want her to leave. Um, I don't want her to leave, but I've, I've got words with her at some point. It doesn't have to happen now, but, um, Albert is visibly not happy with seeing her. There's maybe some history there mm-hmm. of some kind. Uh. So uh, Mel rustles up coffee, but she puts it purposely in a disposable cup. Okay. Albert uh, nods and smiles at Mel. Thank you. So uh, uh, there are others here, yes? Yes. Well, I just wanted to meet the hearth that it will be hosting uh, all of the witches of the United States of America. Not too much to ask, is it? Well, maybe there could have been a little asking and we could have coordinated everybody in advance for you to come and meet with everyone. I did not mean to touch a nerve. I just would like to uh, see who else is in this hearth and uh, what other surprises there might be. Are you expecting some surprises? I wasn't expecting you, Albert. Mm. That is the name you're using, yes. Which is there's going to be a really long-held silence between Albert and Lola, and uh, Albert's not going to be the first one to break the silence. He's just going to meet her gaze. But there's no like threat. There's no animosity. It's just like there's there's unresolved. There's an air of unresolvedness between us, and it's permeable. It's thick. Is Abigail uh, there? Yeah, Abigail's coming downstairs, pulling her wig up into a ponytail, I guess. Uh, and uh, she's like, so I have a theory about the whole Celtic god. And then she Abigail, we have there. a very special guest with us this morning, a sister from New Orleans, one of the seven. Truly, we are blessed by her visit. Oh, uh, hi, I'm Abigail Hawks. I'm actually 
late for work. So she does the kind of reach out, you know, the, the hand reach out and then, Oh, you're, you're leaving. Okay. Well, well it's a pleasure I, to we can, you. I can, I can spare a oh, couple no, no, minutes. It's fine. No, it's fine. You can it's, go. It's fine. It's such an honor to meet you. I've heard so much about the seven and new Orleans. And well, you should come is... and visit us anytime. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. We'll uh, even give you a swamp tour. We throw marshmallows off the boat and the alligators come. You can take pictures. That would be great. Is it dangerous? No. Okay. Um, Yeah, I'm going to go deal with some of this other stuff. It's a real pleasure to meet you. Other stuff? Do you need help? I'm here for the day. Just my my job. It's it's not a big deal. I got to go see some other people about a thing and 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 what about this one and and raven has just been playing with the cat completely oblivious to anybody being there she's having fun i do think that no matter what happens abigail like not even consciously takes a couple steps between lola and raven Uh, a, a new initiate yeah that's uh raven she's she's great she glows cute cat what's her name um madam (laughs) adorable well i appear to have taken enough of your time thank you for the coffee dear and uh we will be seeing you in two weeks hopefully you can clean up some of the uh messes that are happening around here by then such as well, these disruptions. It's almost like uh, explosions happening all over the place. Mm, and it's concerning. And certainly these ravens that are hanging outside your house cannot be a good omen. I would be very mindful of casting aspersions on those you've not yet met. These ravens have done no harm yet. We like those ravens. We want them here. They're our friends. Okay. So uh, she has made up her mind about something. So this is a moment you can let her come to her own conclusions, or you can try to steer her into a different conclusion. She has Mm -hmm. that judgy McJudge look on her face. Like the, you know, eyebrow slightly. Hmm, okay, well... I mean, Abigail knows that look very well. <laughs> so, well, yeah. I mean, you said to Abigail, "Come by any time," which I assume you would still have somebody want to call in advance. And so, you know, we weren't prepared for your arrival, and you know, wouldn't you feel awkward about that as well? You know, showing up and there's messes or. Does that make any sense? Exactly. It's not very polite. Okay. uh, So I think this is Navigate Others against the Conflict Lola. Okay. You can do it at wheel since uh, Abigail chimed in there too. Okay. Very helpfully. (laughs) 
Uh, that these dice are cursed tonight. I got even with that a whopping five. Okay. Um, Oops. She's well. I obviously meant no offense, but when we look behind the veil and see what essentially looks like nuclear explosions happening in Salem, Indiana, only weeks away from one of the most significant cosmological events in modern history, we draw a bit of concern, don't we? Now, I do hope you can clean up whatever nightmare you have created here before we come back. Have I made myself clear? Crystal. Raven then looks up and is like, God, you're a bitch. Albert slyly gives Raven a little. Watch the tongue on that one, or I'll watch it for you. What do you mean by that? I've said my piece, and she is now walking out. Is that what peace sounds like to you? She pivots around, and we are now in a minute chapter. You can switch your aspects if you like, because the moment has just become more intense. Uh, as she is swept around, her a, a gust of wind just flies from her. And you can feel almost like a pulse of power and energy radiate. Her eyes are unblinking, and she's staring at Albert. Is there something further you would like to say? Find myself in the mood for breadsticks. Perhaps you can meet me. I am not your peer. No, you've made that abundantly clear over the years, and have never lost an opportunity to remind me. Watch your next words very carefully. I expect this situation to be fixed in two weeks. If I need to have words with you, where can I find you to give you an update? I don't need an update. I need you to fix it. She's going to turn and leave again, unless somebody does something else. Abigail has something to say, but only after out of hearing range. I think Cave might even feel her presence from below. Um, it was one of those big, like, <laughs> Neo in the Matrix when he flexes, you know. All right, I'll head up upstairs. I'm still, short, I'm still shirtless. I have a towel around my neck. Now, you you folk make it real difficult for a man to sit down and get some meditation done. Oh, blame it on us. Well, who else am I? Oh, going to blame it on. Hello. Well, it seems like you have missed some of the fun. I am Lola. And I was just leaving. Well, I'm very sorry to have missed you. My name is Cabe. She looks back about she looks back at Albert. Two weeks. I... And then begins to walk out. 
I believe that we've exercised our ability to make friends and influence people, I suppose. There is some history between this particular sister and I. I apologize if my reaction has brought unwanted attention. That was not my intent. Is this after she leaves? There it is. Cut to meeting real quick then so you guys can have narrative mm-hmm. control. After after the door slams shut, after like a solid five or ten count, Abigail's like, yeah, well, this song Lola is transphobic as fuck, so. <laughs> well, well, I'm... I'm assuming probably from the conversation that this was a member of the Seven Sisters, yes? That is correct. She is a currently seated member of that council. And I'm assuming that she's not very happy with us. She seemed like she thought we couldn't handle our messes. But I got an invitation to New Orleans, so there's that. I say, I take it also that we weren't very forthright in our current situation. I thought it best that we not be completely forthcoming just yet. She clearly knows something is up. She said it's been like nuclear explosions behind the veil. Uh, and she seems to know that there are messes, but she doesn't seem to know what they are. But she was really interested in Raven and said she glows and um, she seemed to like the cat too but who wouldn't love that little face <laughs> only known her for a couple of days and I swear to god if anything happened to her I would rip the world apart oh, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I just I mean where did they get off just walking in unannounced and then expecting everything to be picture perfect to whatever weird degree they determined. Well, so you think about people in charge is that they believe that they're in charge. Have you ever noticed that like the whole point of this whole thing is to like to tear down unjust power structures, but then like it exists within an unjust power structure of its own? I gotta write some of this down. Hold on. <laughs> Abigail's like typing that into her phone. Very, like she's so tweeting it. <laughs> did they give us any pertinent information about what's what the goings on are? Just to get everything cleaned up and together in two weeks, like some screwed up ultimatum. Well, I think that, although rudely put, it does coincide with our goals. We want to resolve our situation before the solstice. I'm assuming that that's where everybody will be at peak power and uh, the uh, foretold end of the world would come, right? I'd like to avoid that at all costs. Yeah, but if they're all going to be like her, end of the world might not be the worst thing in the world. I'm starting to agree. She was awful. So as I was saying, when I came down the stairs, I have a theory about the whole Celtic God thing. Um, so it kind of depends on if we think Raven actually is 
the Celtic god, or if we think she's just like a vessel, if like a god is going to come and um, inhabit her and like push her actual self out. If it's the former, I don't know what to do. But if it's the latter, I think I can like build like a wall of spirits around her that won't let anybody in and will keep her safe, I think. I don't know. It seems like a thing I should be able to do. Abigail, I'm right here. Oh, hi. Yes, right. Hello. She's playing with the feather and the cat. Do you know if you are actually this or if like you're going to be? You wouldn't know that. I mean, like, what do you know? I know that I'm not some god. You're really powerful for someone so young, right? She just shakes her head, and she's kind of doing her eye roll and paying attention to the kitten. If you knew something, you'd tell me, right? Of course. I don't know anything. Just want to play with the cat. So anyway, yeah. If she's just a vessel, I think I can stop that. If it's the other thing, I don't know. It was my understanding that Mob, the fey goddess, wanted to intercede and prevent Bahat, I believe, from being born. She believes that Raven is this Bahat. Well, we're not going to let her prevent Raven from being born because Raven's already been born unless but I'm not going to let that happen either perhaps the Fae might have more information about what this myth is about that's a that's a good call does anybody like know how to get in touch with them we will likely require the help of a hack one that can bear us safely to the fey realm and back i remember joseph had one by his side great i mean or is there some way that we could invite the fey here Just as another option. I remember this is a meeting, so if there's something you want to create to make that possible, you can. Faye are not classically known for being the most trustworthy. They are guileful, trickstery, cunning. Then wouldn't it be better to meet on our ground instead of theirs? You make a fair point. Albert very slightly nods and grins. So do we like issue an invitation? Do we like draw some runes on the floor? I'm new to this. I'm not sure. I've never tried to summon them before. 
all of us here are initiated to this coven. Together we can we can craft a work that will be powerful enough to our services, to our to our needs. But it will require all of us, I suspect, including those who have recently joined. And Albert looks over at Raven. So you want to do a coven spell to summon a fairy? A or, sorry, summon spell. a fairy from fairy? Yeah, a coven spell. Well, like something to the effect of do it so that we don't get tricked or harmed. That this is like a, a, a safe haven for this kind of meeting. I, I do hope that my um, other players in my other campaign are watching this. It's not like... <laughs> This has ever gone wrong before. Um, okay, so we'll we'll pivot then into Wait, a, a hold mission. Up. Explain that. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to pivot into a mission. Um, so whatever aspect you choose, you will get a wheel whenever you use a spell in that aspect. Everything else is just normal. Okay. Um, and the uh, the mission really is about uh, creating a safe space, using magic to create a safe space in order to summon Bay. Um, this is hag magic, and none of you are hags, so typically this sort of thing would happen at woe, since you're using magic you're not familiar with. Um, however, uh, this would be a, uh, I think this is divination, so if you are in mother, everything balances to a normal roll. If you want to metagame it, that's how you would do it, <laughs> um, but mother <laughs> is the is the aspect you would need to get the best roll. Um, otherwise, you're just whatever you are. I was definitely in crone when Lola was in the house. Um, I will spend a charm to shift to mother. Oh, you don't have to because we just switched chapters. Oh, right. Okay. So cool. you can just be mother if you want to be. Cool. That would be. Good. And it makes sense in the narrative because you know, like, okay, you gotta put on the protector yeah. pants and mm. mother pants, mom jeans, mom jeans, <laughs> mom jeans. Yes. So. Um, so, uh, so what the, the way this works is uh, everybody's going to roll, and then we're going to describe what the ritual looks like. Okay. Um, and then everybody rolls, and so we just need um, three successes, and and it'll happen. Um, the conflict that we're confronting uh, is any one of these, really. I think Battle Crow. Let's use that one. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I'm going to switch so everybody can see the desktop here. This is where we are. Okay. So let's describe how does this ritual look? How do you work together? Where are you? I have a I have a, a spell um, that feels like it could be a good fit for this, which is uh, revealing the best path for a subject. They find personal happiness and success, and that will use the best of their potential. And I feel like that could be like a good. You know, mm. like a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Like we, we set up a fake version of that to lure some fairy with whatever, or some fae rather, with whatever uh, might desire most. Um, a delicious young baby or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so do you, if you, uh, yeah, because what you can do is make the rolling easier for the coven if you cast this first. I'll uh, cast this first. However, I should warn you that um, we would probably need to escalate the conflict because if you subdue this one, 
then it's not in play anymore in this chapter. Um, but that's not a bad thing. That might be good for the story. Okay. All right. I'm going I'm to... I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm going to roll on this. Uh, uh-oh. I got a... S- oh, no, wait. I did it. I did it. I got a eight. Awesome. Okay, so... um, And what does this spell look like? That's... You cast it. Yeah, um, it's uh, it's kind of like a, uh, a sort of a swirling gold aura um, in the in the sky, and normally that would like settle around someone, and sort of like it would almost be like a like a like an arrow that points out from their body, like in the direction they should go, tugging them toward it. But in this case, it just sort of sits, hovers in midair, like sort of acting as like a beacon to whoever might find it. Okay, so with that up, um, you can get uh, you can get uh, wheel on your face summoning spell. So everybody needs to roll wisdom, and let's see. Uh, let's take a moment though to describe what this looks like, and the, when the whole coven is, you know, what what is Raven doing? What is Mel doing? How does it all work together? I think uh, Abigail's probably focused on her spell. Um, so you're probably working around and with her. Do you want us to roll first or describe it first? Uh, describe it first. Um. Uh, I pass around um, these little porcelain mushrooms to everybody. And we start creating a little fairy trot. Okay. I love that. Um, and the, the thing about it is, is that uh, I control everybody's movements as they're uh, putting down the fairy trod. Uh, but they have to, they have to move very precisely because the, the walking patterns from one point to the other actually have to stamp into ground a pentagram as we move to set these uh, trots. So the the mushrooms themselves are sort of like the creation of the gate and the pentagram inside is sort of seals the circle in a, in a safety, in, in a safety ward that would hold whatever we summon through. Are you doing this in the basement? I'm assuming maybe not in the kitchen. I would think we'd probably be doing this in the outdoors. Oh, okay. What do you guys think? Yeah. The backyard sounds great. Sure. Yeah. By the old oak tree. Yeah, it's right by the trees. That's the the fey like trees. <laughs> All right, so uh, go ahead and roll then. Or in mother, that's just a regular roll then. Yeah, if you're in mother, it's a you get the wisdom bonus, and also you get it in. Well, everybody's get it gets it in wheel. So, uh, but if you're in mother, you get the wisdom bonus. Uh, I got seven. Okay, I got, I got an eight. eight. All right, cool. It's unanimous, uh, but you don't have narrative control. <laughs> okay, so I demand uh, to speak with the creator of this game. <laughs> uh, He's a monster. Cgray.author at gmail dot com. Okay, so that's <laughs> an e gray. So you're summoning Faye. I have to like think about this. This is the problem with emergent games, folks. Uh, okay. 
Uh, so a um, young man, very, very good skin, and a powdered wig, um, wearing, uh, you know, 18th century New England sort of clothing with bow tie, um, walks out from under from behind the tree. And he's putting on these silk gloves. You ring. I bow deeply and uh, introduce myself. Yes, we have some questions that we thought maybe you might be able to help us answer. Oh, it's one of these. And so he sits cross-legged in front of the tree and crosses his arms. May I offer you anything to eat or drink? Oh, no, that would be bad. We would have to make a deal first. There's a conflict on the board called Faye. We were visited by Mab herself recently. Well, that's quite impossible. Why is that? Mab is an idea, not a person. Well, perhaps that idea has formed into something, for she believes that it she needs to intervene in order to prevent the end of the world. Was there a question you needed to ask me? Or are you just going to pontificate on things? It's okay if you do. It's fine. I just need to know how long I'm going to be here. No, she mentioned having to stop a Celtic god, and uh, we wanted some more information on that. We are in... What? Province? This is Indiana. Indiana. Yeah. I don't think there is a Celtic god here. Do you know anything about the battle crow? Oh, yes. That is a Celtic goddess. Uh, What's the question? Like... I need to know what, understand what the deal is, so I have to understand what the question is that I can craft a contract. What form would it take? Well, that all depends on the question, doesn't it? I'm so confused right now. Well, why did you summon me? Did you want me to answer something? Okay. Or do you want me to You were do- told that the battle crow was going to be summoned into the body of that young woman over there. And that vessel was prepared for that summoning. And Mab asked us to contain her so she can be returned on the solstice and deal with it before it brought forth the end of the world. We want to know how we can prevent that from happening. Oh. Okay, I'm caught up. So, uh, this is a... This is a this is a big one. I think I'm going to need to actually draft a contract. And he reaches into his side bag, pulls out a parchment, and begins writing. So you are witches. Interesting. Okay. So, here's the thing. There is... uh, 
a new land deal that is going to happen outside of town. And they are going to be taking a huge plot of land in order to farm. They're going to farm. They're building a farm. So I will give you this information if you stop that deal. Gabe's real good at contract law, so we should be able to do that. What is the significance of this land fee? Oh, the land itself is just land, but really we're running out of places. I didn't even know where we were until you told me. Is there encroachment causing a problem for you? I simply wish to understand what your need is that we may best negotiate in good faith. Well, if you want to negotiate, that's, I suppose, okay. But those are my terms. I'm not opposed to helping another as long as the terms are favorable and transparent. Okay. Okay, that's good. So, do we have a deal? What exactly do we get in return? I will explain to you on how. What, what I will explain to you the information you're looking for. I can tell you how to stop the battle crow. What would happen to the humans that reside on that land? Well, that's just it. I don't want anybody residing on that land. I, I am speaking on behalf of some of the locals here, and they are running out of places. You called me. This is the deal. Do you want it or not? I'm checking out my phone to see <clears throat> what actually already exists in that plot of land real quick. Yeah, it is. It's outside of town. It is just um, uh, it has been under somebody's ownership, but yeah, there was a land deal. They're going to turn it into crap. I'm not sure what would be out here. Probably corn. So right now it's just like empty prairie or yeah. woods or something. Okay. Yeah. I I stand before him and I go, I agree to the terms of this contract. Albert raises an eyebrow and cocks his head over at Cabe as if like, are you sure? It's something that we need and I'm willing to work towards it. And I think I got a way to work that out. It doesn't seem to be overpopulated and frankly, America's got enough corn. You ever been to Nebraska? Besides, if we could give our friends here a little bit more elbow room to live in, seems fair to us. Don't you think? You'll forgive me if I insist we have a moment to deliberate before we give you a final answer. It sounded pretty final to me. I mean, but look, it's already signed. Hi. <laughs> Pleasure doing business to you, with you, uh, Cabe. Oh, did you want to talk some more? Time is a little well, fuzzy for me. I have as much as you might need, I suppose. We all just simply wish for you to... Uh, is this a upon delivery situation then? Well, of course. Didn't you read and the I'll, contract? Then I'll have to work right now. 
May I know your name? <laughs> George. George Washington. At your service. And is that the name you'll agree to answer to? <laughs> Where did you find this one? He's very curious. What's your name? You can refer to me as Albert. Albert. Pleasure to meet you. Can I go now? I didn't catch what you prefer to go by. How may I refer to you? General Washington. So it is agreed, then. You'll answer to General Washington, should I have need to call upon you. Yes, but not George. is too improper. <laughs> General Washington. Thank you. This is a good one. Can I go now? Do you have a ward? It hurts. I swipe my foot over the ward. Thank you. Damn it. Were you going to say something? Uh, I was, like, just a fraction before, but he already wiped the ward, so... Oh. Sorry. That's all right. Uh, so I will see you soon. He draws, like, a curtain and just disappears. Okay, what was that? That seemed like a land deal to me. In our world, perhaps contracts function the way that you think they do. When dealing with Fay is an entirely different matter. I tried to secure a name. It's not his true name, but it's something. He's never going to give you his true name. I know. But he made a verbal agreement to bind himself to that name if called upon. That gives us something. We have to be very careful. How quickly can we do what is being asked of us to even get this information? I was too late to think it, but we should ask her at least a little bit of info up front. That is not how they do their contracts. So we have to stop a land deal. That's exciting. I've never had to do that. Is that difficult? Is it something we can actually do? Uh, quick question. Uh, is the conflict still on the table, and can I cast a spell? Yeah. Uh, Faye is a big conflict on the table right now. And we are still in the um, mission scene. Was it mission? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I am going to cast a spell in my aspect, which is Mother, mm-hmm. and I'm going to bring forth Incredible Wealth. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Uh, right. So this is actually, I'm going to make a new conflict, and I'm going to call this the Fay contract, or the, the General Washington conf- contract. And that is on the table. That's the one you're confronting. In a mission, you get wheel. All right. And thanks to the wheel, I got a 10. Actually, no, 11. Sorry, because I have a minus two, but it's a plus one because I'm in mother. 
Okay, so you have uh, you get an experience point for Mother. Uh, I'm not sure if we dealt with experience yet because I might forget sometimes, which is bad. Sorry, but whenever you get a 10 plus on a spell, you get an experience point in that aspect. And when you have three experience in that aspect, you can cr- you can actually choose a spell from another uh, from another craft. So um, and just rinse and repeat. So that that is your first Mother experience. It is. I actually have one in each other one, so I have one little check in each. Oh, good. So we did deal with that before. Good. I forget. Um, all right. So that means you have uh, narrative control. Uh, this resolves the conflict. I'm not going to subdue it. So uh, you can tell me exactly uh, how this plays out. Um, I, I basically I, I pull out my phone and I put, put and I basically put in an, a banking account. And then the phone sort of, sort of like floats in front of me, and I <clears throat> feign at pulling a lever, like on a uh, on a machine. And then you hear some thing, ding, 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 ding from the from the phone, and it starts going off like with fanfare. And then you see a considerable amount of zeros behind the number that was on there, sort of pop up in a little like rotating wheel. And I'm like, excuse me, I need to make a phone call. I will attempt to simply buy the land. Okay. So, um, I think I'm trying to figure out where we should go from here. So this is a mission. You got what you wanted. We're going to move into mundane. Uh, can I, uh, can I do a divination before we do that? Yeah. Albert would like to, while he's in mother, um, see all possible futures as a result of present actions or decisions. He just wants to s- see if he can divine what the um, what the deal actually is. Okay. Um, yeah. So you're confronting as much Faye. as he can discover. Um, so I'm going to make that roll. Is this that wheel still? Uh, yeah. If you're in that aspect, it is. Uh-huh. Okay. Cool. Yeah, mother. Good. Oh, um, 11. <laughs> My goodness. Uh, now, you can't resolve <laughs> the Fey conflict just because it's inevitably going to come back. Sure. So yeah. we'll subdue that. Yeah, no. Um, and you do have narrative control, uh, but not the specifics because Fey is still right. in control. So the narrative control is going to be about what uh, is whether or not this contract is rigged. You get to determine yes. that. Okay. Um. I would like to have Albert realize that the contract, of course, is rigged, but General Washington doesn't know that we know that it's rigged, and because of that, we can we can position ourselves around it. Okay. Yeah the uh, the contract is is uh, the terms of the contract is that he will share how to defeat the Battle Crow, right, in exchange for the. Uh, the, uh, the in exchange for stopping oh, the farm, do. right? Right. Um, but that does not necessarily mean uh, he's going to tell you uh, anything else about it, right? So uh, the, it's rigged in that he's only going to give you enough information to fulfill the contract, but you are certain that's not going to be enough information to solve the situation. Okay. And you can't really uh, I, tell beyond that. You just know that that's, yeah. that's the case. I I relayed this to Cabe when he comes back from 
doing cosmic lottery. Okay. The Fae tricked us? That is to be expected. Mm. But our suspicions are confirmed. This being is dangerous. And kind of handsome, too, if you think about it. Not that I've thought about it. (laughs) And a sort of 18th century chic. Yeah, it works for me, I gotta say. The, um, while while Cave is gone, I guess we could move into Mundane because he's off to make a phone call. Um, and I, I want to go mundane because there is a knock at the door. This, this time they're knocking. And, uh, and they didn't just walk in and expect to be received, whoever is knocking. That's very, very strange. I go ahead. Albert's and Peroni median. I'm going to answer the door, but do that very awkward, just sort of peeking around it at whoever is at the door thing. Well, before you see anybody, you smell cologne. Oh, God. And then I try see, not to let my that? eyes water. You see a very, very, very nice haircut. And then you see perfectly cared for teeth. And, um, and then you see what's probably a sweater vest underneath a jacket. Uh-huh. And Alex Hill is smiling at you. Can Hi there. I, hi. Can I help you? I think I remember you. Uh, I don't remember your name, though. I'm sorry. I'm Alex. I'm Mel. Mel. Yeah, I'm I'm with the church, and uh, I just uh, I just wanted to stop by and thank you for the wonderful festivities yesterday. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, do you want to standing there awkwardly? <laughs> uh, yeah, if you don't mind, that would be great. Thank you. Yeah, sure. Can I get you coffee? Coffee would be that would be great. That would be very good. Thank you. Thank you. And kind of shuffles off awkwardly to go get coffee from the kitchen, and kind of looking for for Cabe along the way. Okay, uh, and Cabe going off to make a phone call. Yeah, I'm taking care of uh, some business. I'm on the phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, are you in the kitchen? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, Alex is just following you into the kitchen. Oh. And he looks out the window and sees Abigail, who's in the yard. Hi. <laughs> and it does kind of a double take and then sees Abigail. Uh, I tried to turn away. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I didn't quite, I mean, the, the, the way the sun is hitting the windows, I didn't quite see it in time. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, uh, I just remembered I, I have to get back to the church. Uh, thank you for your hospitality. I just wanted to thank you for, uh, all of the effort right. you put in yesterday. A lot of happy people, a lot of happy children. And, uh, and we, we we're, we're thankful. So, uh, I, I do need to get going though. Bye. And he scuttles out. Abigail runs in the back door, but he's gone. Yeah, you can try to catch him if you like. Confront a conflict. Yeah, let's do it. All right. So Alex hails the conflict. He's. I just kept him on the table. He's just always there in case I need him, you know. 
lingering <laughs> like his cologne. <laughs> uh, this is a, uh, well, it depends on what you're doing and what your motivation is. It might I be just, protect. Yeah, I just want to catch him and like, I'm protecting myself, honestly. Yeah, um, yeah so that's a, uh, that's mercy. Okay, well, I'm good. Uh, Albert is just watching. Uh, he's ready to help and support, um, but he knows that Abigail needs to make the, the move first. Uh, yeah, that's a nine. Okay. All right, so uh, you actually managed to stop him from leaving. Conflict is subdued. Oh. Uh, and he's just sort of awkwardly shuffling and not looking at, you know, not making eye contact. Uh, uh, yeah. Hi, hi there. Hi, Alex. Um, I was going to say this isn't what it looks like, but it's exactly what it looks like. So, uh, yeah, if you could, I mean, we could get coffee later and talk about this, but if you could not, you know, bring it up that would be great uh, well at least you're not worshiping the devil no I'm not uh okay i i i, I just need some time um, okay. and i i'm i'm, I'm very sorry I, I didn't why don't to... you know why don't we um meet at uh uh why don't we meet at, at Ma Java uh, at, you know, uh, like 4.30 and we can have a cup of coffee. We can talk about this. Uh, oh, okay. Okay. I'll, I'll be there. Great. Um, yeah. And then he awkwardly leaves. Oh, fuck. That was a successful complication. So it's not quite over yet, but it was diffused. I'm so fucked. And Abigail just kind of stands in the middle of the yard and like looks like she's been emptied of everything. And just sort of watches after his car as it goes down the driveway and heads off down the highway uh, and just sort of stands there with the hair, with the wind blowing through her hair. I think Mel is going to leave and come looking for, for Abigail, because she would have caught where his eyeline was. Oh, sure. Hey, what's going on? Uh, that guy was acting super weird. He, uh, recognized me. And by that, I mean he recognized me. Do we need to do a magic about it? I don't think so. I think that I think I convinced him to talk to me about it first. Nobody else knows this, but I work at Harvest Hills. You need to keep that a secret. I'm let's just say I have a really good job there. And um, I can't give it up. Too many people would be disappointed in me, so... Okay. 
Well, the secret stays safe with me. Okay. Um, I think if you could tell everybody else, I think I need to go deal with that. If you need help, I mean, let us know. Uh, Of course. Of course. Yeah. Um, But I think I need to do this myself before we get, you know, anybody else involved here. We're all dealing with a lot and I can, I don't know. Solve this. I believe you've, you've got it. Okay. Thank you. And um, Abigail gives her an extremely awkward hug. And Uh, awkward it is. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They're, they're, they're friends. They're not hugging friends yet. Uh, yeah, but uh, and then sort of stiffly goes to her car and is like pulling off her wig on the way, and um, drives off down the driveway to head back toward Harvest Hill. All right, we'll come back to that. Um, in the meantime, Cabe, uh, you wheeling and dealing, or are you are you doing the land deal now, or are you doing some other business? No, I'm sincerely trying to get this land deal done okay. as quickly as I possibly can. All right, so um, I'm adding a land deal conflict to the table, and you uh, are, at this point, just trying to track down the owner, probably. Right? Um, sorry, I wasn't looking. Was that is that right? That is correct. Okay. So um, this is, let's see, uh, awareness. We're going to start there. Uh, and that is a, uh, what is awareness? That's a wisdom roll, and you're confronting land deal. It's not as simple as just looking up a name. There might be some complications. There might not, depending on how you roll. Oh, I think you're on mute again. Yeah, that's what I get for shifting back and forth between my character sheet or not. <laughs> uh, so it's just a straight up wisdom, right? Yep, that's right. That is an eight. Okay. Uh, so you find the uh, owner of this plot of land is the mayor of Salem. Okay, so what is my relationship with the mayor of Salem? Like? Um, we are in a mundane, so I guess I just need to tell you. I think y- you would know each other, but since I so. since I have narrative control, I'm not going to make it a close relationship. Uh, her name is Sarah Plummer. Uh, and she has been mayor for about four consecutive terms. She's one of these been here forever. Uh, and her her politics are really about uh, keeping big agra going in her city so that she can collect the taxes. 
so you know it's, it's a pretty straightforward situation but she is the owner she probably owns a lot of land around here uh, mayor good afternoon uh hello uh, uh it is good to hear from you how are you today how is the hearth well you know it could be better but it could be worse well, certainly, certainly. I know the county has been breathing down your neck. I'm fighting the good fight at City Hall whenever I can. Well, we we at the Hearth certainly appreciate you and all your good works for the town. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm in a bit of a hurry. What What is this regarding? I may be this, a is re- this is regarding plot parcel 3485 through 3440. Oh, yes. Uh, we have that under contract with uh, ConAgra. They'll be moving in in the spring. I have an outside investor that's interested in that land and is willing to pay cash up front for it right now. Oh. For considerably more than the agro company is willing to pay. Well, you don't know, do you? <laughs> that the ConAgra is planning on paying for this. Uh, We already are in contract with them. All right, so now you're going to have to navigate others to get past this roadblock. Um, And land deal has been subdued, so you can spend a charm to go after it again, or I can escalate it. I don't know if I really want to escalate that right now. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it would be a nav- navigate others then? Yeah. Based on your expression, I see you rolled well. Yeah, it's not a good roll. I rolled, I rolled a three. I'm minus two on wisdom, so it sucks. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah, no. What's your last? Well, yeah, you spent a charm, so you don't have any charm right now. Uh, okay, so uh, she she uh, well, she asked for your offer. Well, uh, I, I I will I will base I will research that offer on the last three or four land deals for a similar size thing, and I'm going to basically double that price. Well, uh, Cabe, I'm going to have to be honest here. I think that your investor coming up with that kind of money uh, isn't entirely trustworthy, and I need just a straight and narrow deal. I am a elected official. I cannot be involved in, excuse me, dirty money. This is my reputation, and it is unethical for me to do so. And you might not realize that it might it, that it's not on the up and up, but I'm telling you it cannot be. So uh, thank you for your time, and I really hope that things go well with the county. I am so very, very sorry to hear that, and uh, frankly, rather uh, nonplussed by the simple consideration that you would think I would come to you with... Uh, dirty money, as you so eloquently put it. Well, I don't know what else to tell you. I do need to be getting going. I have a, uh, a meeting. Thank you. And she hangs up on you. Nice job, Cabe. 
Okay, so um, what what next? We're in a mundane. I would like to cut to um, Abigail and her meeting, but we can do other things first if you want to wrap up anything in this mundane scene. Does Cave have a plan B at this point? Uh, Cave's plan B is to call the agro company. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and see if they're more amenable. All but right. also, um, I would like to review uh, the contract that I have with the Fay. Okay. So uh, the the terms are pretty tight. It says that um, the the uh, General George Washington will reveal how to stop the Battle Crow in exchange for stopping the land deal with the address, right? The location. Ooh, okay. And then it says uh, failure to do so in a fortnight will uh, result in compensation required. So you have two weeks to do this. Well, you know, we only have about three before the end of the world, so. Right. Well, you know, either way, whatever, (laughs) right? Um, I'm going to need a minute to think on this. Okay. Uh, Mel, anything in this mundane scene before we cut to the coffee shop? Um... I'm guessing Cabe hasn't come back and relayed any of this yet. Has he? No, I'm still working on it. I'm not okay. really. Um, I don't think I have anything else other in the scene then. Okay. Um, Albert would like to do one last divination. Mm-hmm. Um, Albert doesn't know what's going on with uh, Cabe and the land deal, but Albert just wants to know what are the potential future ramifications of the land deal like what happens if uh okay so what's the intent the intent is is there a way to do this that benefits everyone in the town and the fae like what's the what's the best possible outcome we can shoot for with this land deal thing okay uh land deal is subdued would you like to spend a charm to confront it, or would you like a... I would, because okay. uh, this might determine a few things Albert might do. Okay, got it. Alright, it's available to confront. Uh, so that's a wisdom roll? Yes. And this is mundane, so it's just a straight roll. Okay. Seven with my plus. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Almost <laughs> not. scary. Okay, the best possible outcome. Um, this is really, this is really a success with a complication. So, okay, the um, the Fae likely intend to turn this into a crossing mm-hmm. um, because they don't have direct access to here anymore, and they are attracted to it because of all of the activity that's been happening lately. Uh, the Fae can feed off of this energy. Um, so, the best possible outcome is that they have their crossing but that they limit it to to the local fay because 
the alternative to that is that a bunch of fae get excited about this because it's you know the solstice mm-hmm. and the everything else and it'll just mm-hmm. be flooded with trickster spirits which will be a bad situation for everybody so that's that's sort of the dangerous coin you're dealing with uh it needs to be contained to the local spirits and the local fae that need space mm. and we can't invite the entire armada um is the impression that they just want that space unoccupied or do they want the agriculture intact? Like, do they, do they care about the agriculture? Uh, Oh, I think they just don't, I think they care about, um, uh, what's the term? Like, uh, uh, taming of the, of the land. Like they just need free open land and, um, to be a crossing. So if you start building, you know, anything on there, it's going to, it's going to limit their access. So they still they just they just don't want it developed. They don't want that's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, I think so Joe if, and I might be on the same track right so now. So if there were some kind of natural disaster <laughs> that renders the land unarable or un, unsuited for an agribusness, that might ne- that might facilitate a good resolution to that. You're in Is the that exact my same mind space that I'm in. <laughs> yeah. No, I was looking at one of my spells and I was like, hmm, what if the land weren't so good anymore. <laughs> and what if it ends up costing our mayor more to try to hold that land and cuz it's not and the agri business gets mad at her and oh that that would be terrible. So okay, that's that's basically what I the seed I wanted to plant. So, okay. Cool. Yeah. Uh, but be <laughs> warned, you know, all of the witches in America plus all of the fae in America plus gods descending um, need to play careful here cuz Adding fate to the mix is going to be. I mean, you all chose that, so that's fine. I'm just going to sit here and drink my coffee. I, I already regret bringing another <laughs> element of, of conflict into this, but <laughs> hey, you know what? It's uh, it's good. It's this is good. We're fine. We're okay. I regret nothing. <laughs> okay, well, um, let's cut to uh, Abigail. Are you heading to the coffee shop? Do you want to go there, or did you want to do something first? I'm going to go to this coffee shop. Um, I, you know how most towns have like a kind of a more progressive district where uh, younger people congregate and like queer people can go there and like it's a safe haven. Salem has a block where that's true, um, a single city block. And it's got like a, like a, a shuttered New Age bookstore is there. And there's a Thai restaurant uh, kind of that like, nobody ever goes to and then there's this place called ma java's which is like a a, in local institution uh where they have really great coffee like the best coffee anywhere and there's rumors that may be magically inspired in some way among the witch folk but it, it doesn't seem like ma java herself is a witch so who knows so they uh, they do pour overs and 15 dollars cups and stuff yeah um Okay, so um, I'm, I'm going to give you the choice as a player. We can do this as a mundane, in which I have narrative control, or we can do this as a meeting, in which you have narrative control. Let's do it as a meeting. Okay. Um, I'm just going to say this up front. Abigail has a little uh, mind wipe spell. She's worked up in her back pocket. But she's hoping, you know, there is a, some element of her that's like, if this secret was out, like that could be good, you know, like mm-hmm. it, it is, it is really hard and painful to live a secret 
for any long amount of time. Not that I would know anything about that. Um, <laughs> um, but since this is a meeting, I will reveal my hand and say, um, and ask you, uh, did Alex go and get your father and bring him to the meeting? Or oh, did yeah. he just meet you? He did. Okay. Oh, yeah. Like, my dad is there. Yeah. And when I see that, I almost I, I almost turn around and walk back out. Um, but they see me. So, um, so uh, Alex has, has obviously told him what he found out, and they're waiting for you. Uh, first, I stand in line and get a coffee. <laughs> I make them wait. <laughs> Our play, uh, and then I go and sit down. I'm like, Alex, it's so good of you to bring my father. Are we here to discuss church business? Uh, no, I, I had to. I had to tell him the truth. I asked you to keep this in confidence, I but I suppose with the way you're playing for my job, it makes sense that you tell my father. And she doesn't look at her dad and just sort of says, hi, dad, and sits down, clutching her extremely expensive cup of coffee. Uh, You know, your uh, mother always told me that I was always trying to force you to be somebody that you're not. She used to... When he'd go to bed, she would tell me that I, uh, I shouldn't be forcing you into the church shouldn't be forcing you to work at the church allow you to be your own self I like the church and I like the people I love working with you and I just have this thing about me that's I've known about it for a while and um, it hasn't gone away. So that's that. Now you know. Nobody else does. I am a man of God. As a man of God, I know without a doubt that God never makes mistakes. Hmm. Yeah. You're not a mistake. You were created just as God made you. I just need to know one thing. What do I call you? Abigail is like holding her breath and... uh trying not to cry and she kind of lowers her hand and says Abigail but not Abby (laughs) you got it Abigail hope to see you on Sunday Alex you need to calm down and then your dad leaves Alex Alex is looking a little sheepish Alex, so good to see you. 
Well, uh got some business to come uh, to uh, to attend to. This part of town always makes me a little, ner- little nervous. <laughs> so uh, I think I'll, I'll, I'll head on uh, uh, my own way. Don't forget your coffee. Right. Thank you. Thank you, Abigail. It's <clears throat> not contagious. You realize that, right? Yeah, I, I know. I am just going to have to get used to it. That's that's all there is, and that's that. Okay. This coffee mm-hmm. is really good. Yeah. I'm going to take it with me, and uh, I'll see you in church. Right. And he just sort of, without making eye contact, leaves. Table for as long as it takes to finish her coffee, sort of calming down. And um, tears occasionally filling her eyes, but never quite falling. And um, she texts, she pulls out her phone and texts Jocelyn and says, It went well. And Jocelyn, of course, doesn't respond. <laughs> uh, and she smiles a little bit. And uh, once her coffee's done, she gets up and leaves. Okay. Uh, and that's the end of that scene. Uh, we did have a little pre uh, show meeting on that because uh, I did take narrative control, but. Emily knew what I was doing, so we're cool there. Um, all right, so back to the hearth. What's going on now? So I guess we can we have to make a decision here. Are you going to uh, continue working this Bay contract? So we need to go back into mundane and figure out what happens with the ConAgra guys? Or do we want to do something else? Uh well, I know that we were kind of on the same track of mind with doing something about the land. So, um, so is I this feel a like maybe? well, I think we should probably discuss between the three of us where we, what we want to do and sort of consolidate our plan. Um, no. Because I no. think we both, well, all three of us have independently have sort of forming the same idea, but we should probably get together and and put that together. All right, quick meeting then. Okay. Yeah. Good. All right. Albert, Albert spends 45 minutes trying to text on his phone uh, his idea to Cabe and then realizes the battery ran out and he asks Mel to text. Uh, I'm not your text person. <laughs> I, of course, no. Uh, I'll did just plug. You, did this you in. kill? Did you kill your battery again? Uh, Trying to figure out texting. I forget that you have to press the same number several times to get the next letter, and if you take too long, it you have to delete it and start over. I keep telling you we need to go get you a new phone. No, that no. Uh, these these. I'll just plug this in. Cable uh, will have the details in about four hours. Why don't I just go get him? Oh, we, yes, we can. We can do that. Yeah, I mean, it's, he's in the house. In fact, Cabe. Yeah. Can we talk to you for a minute? Yeah, I'll be right down. Smiley face, smiley face. Uh, and and she emoji. just kind of. 
<laughs> just kind of turns and giggles at Albert. <laughs> um, Albert takes a moment and uh, he locks in that 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 smile, that giggle, that genuine bit of laughter, and he stores it, and that's it. What are you all bellowing about? Figuring out this dumb fake contract thing, I think. All right. Well, I think what we're going to have to do is make that bit of land a little bit unsavory for those who want to buy it. I was kind of thinking the same thing, and I think I could maybe do something about that. Well, I am intent to hear, and you are now my favorite person. He grabs a seat and looks and looks at you. How important is it that that remains farmable or at all pleasant? There's nothing in the contract that says anything about the condition of the land. It just I'm needs talking to be about undeveloped. us and what we're comfortable with. Well, let's just say nothing's forever. We could certainly fix something that we've destroyed. Because I, I think I can make the land kind of suck. As can I. In fact, I would relish it. Well, I can't say that I don't find that disturbing, but I think it would fit our agenda very well. Yeah, I'm uh, Albert, that's a little creepy even for you. You I'm finding excited myself about destroying land? In need of outlet. In need of discharging some of this passion I find myself generating lately. This could be a useful and creative outlet for this kind of power. Well, let's go over the particulars, shall we? What what exactly do you have in mind? I was just going to make the land kind of sick. I can do it with people. I figure why couldn't I do it with an area? Any manner of natural disaster can be called upon in our service to this. I can call upon a landslide, earthquake, tornado, sinkhole. Do you think that might piss off the sisters more? Not that I'm not interested in Destructo Albert, but... These need not be permanent. It is in my ability to shape these things. Well, it would have to be something that would uh, have long-term ramifications, not something that could easily be fixed with an earth mover, something like salt in the fields. Oh, I assure you, when I unmake something, it remains so until they wish it. Again, kind of creepy even for you. Do I do I scare you? Frankly, a little, yeah. Maybe. I mean, I I thought I had the scary stuff going on here, but Albert very visibly looks hurt hearing that. Albert, you have to understand, the source of fear is not understanding. Frankly, I've known you for quite some time and know very little about you, other than the fact that I don't trust that that's your real name. 
but your life is yours to lead, and I'm not the type to pry, nor am I the type to try to force somebody into anything that they don't want to do, especially since you seem to be struggling with something that I don't know. Everybody's got their own demons, I suppose. But if you want somebody to really enjoy bonds of fidelity with you, you need to be honest with them. I shall try. Then I will simply leave it to both of your capable hands to make sure that something unsavory happens to those parcels of land. Once that does, I'll be ready to take action. All you have to do is let me know. Shall I drive? Um, All right. So this is going to be a mission. Um, <laughs> this is, uh, are you taking the, you have a town car, right? I have a town car. I'm perfectly willing to lend it to somebody. <laughs> well, we had, uh, I think we'd established that there was an extra car at the yeah. hearth that Mel tends to drive. Yeah. I just think it's a better idea that I not be seen around that area at all, just in case, since I'm pushing for this mm-hmm. with the mayor. So I'm going to let them take care of business without me. Okay. Uh, does Abigail want to be involved in this? So, so she yeah. probably comes back at the right time. Yeah, I, I think um, there's somebody texts me the address, and I just show up there. There's okay. a, there's a, there's a bounce in my step. I seem a little happy for a situation where we're going to create a natural disaster, but it's a good day for me. So we're welcome on, home, uh, Abigail. Hi. And Albert gives a knowing nod, but. What he knows, who knows? But I just uh, assume I just assume Albert knows everything. So gives you a very meaningful nod and a, a welcome home. Um, actually, I pull Albert aside real quick. Jane. I think this might be a very good opportunity for the youngster to learn something. What do you mean? Well, I'm assuming whatever you're going to do might be a ritual. You're taking the bulk of us with you, perhaps taking her with you, since her energy seems to be focused on a very destructive path, perhaps a release much like you might be to her benefit. Just a suggestion, I leave it to your wisdom. Thank you. I hadn't considered that. The more we actually start acting like she's part of us, the better. I fear that in a moment of weakness, I may become the example of everything I don't wish for her to be. Then she will learn how you recover from losing control, for we all will at some point. Albert walks up to you and... and gives you a hug he, and cave hugs you right back like one of those big like very warm type hugs yeah he's he's very much like yeah. that mm. and and almost as if like he just uh, it, and it's so it's very sincere he doesn't hold anything back there's mm. no like to the side there's just deep yeah and a deep breath of like oh, like this is great like it feels good it feels warm yeah albert receives that and uh, he looks at you, 
a bit brighter and he stiffens up. Thank you for reminding me of what my name is. I'll go and see if the others are ready for our field trip. I'll be working here and I'll be a moment's call if you need me. My phone is charging you, Vest. Text Mel if you require to electronically give us a textual message. And you can text. You can text me too. I know how I get in contact with y'all. I'm just saying. I got my phone here. If you need me, I'll come running. So where do you? You look uh, a bit. Your your energy just feels different, Abigail. It's. Looks good on you. I got some good news. Let's put it that way. Well, I'm glad for that blessing then. What do you need from me? <gasps> Sorry, she was she was climbing my leg. Tiny kitten. For listeners, we have a little kitten on. All right. Anyway, moving on. No, bring back the kitten. <laughs> This is now the great, the great American kitten. The great American kitten. <laughs> the great American game derailer, because it's so cute. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, Her name's Honeybee. Okay. Uh, so, uh, all but Cabe are heading out to this out, outskirts of town, where this parcel of land is. Uh, is I got the impression that uh, Cabe was getting, I was asking Albert to bring Raven along. Yes. Yeah. Does he? I will check in and ask if Raven would like to be a part of this. And if she says yes, then yes. Um, she is uh, incredulous. Uh, like She's like, I don't know. I'm um, not sure I want to do that or do anything wrong. I just want to stay here. I've spent more than one lifetime running away, being afraid of the consequences of the powers that I have. And I've realized that the world is emptier from such a remove. I've decided to stop being afraid and to be willing to trust. This is a meeting. I would invite you along. Oh, sorry, I interrupted. Yeah, and... I would like to invite you along, if only to witness an old man try to become better. Uh, does that speech work? Uh, I would say it does. Okay. So Raven comes along. So uh, the mission, I'd like to see the visuals as you're pulling up. So just to set the scene, it's night. It's winter night, but the storm is gone. So um, since you're away from town, and it's a small town, there isn't a lot of light pollution. There's a big, beautiful star field. Um, it's cold. See your breath cold, maybe even colder. Um, and you are, you know, the door is open. And what does it look like when you get out? Albert steps out, and uh, he's 
in a, a fine-looking coat and his boots, and he's got his walking stick with him. Uh, he's dressed in dark colors, and uh, he's got a like a scarf around him. This is the most modern he's ever looked in a very long time, like an actual scarf and an actual coat. Um, and he just looks over at the horizon, takes a deep breath, and a smile comes over him. And there's a like a playful wickedness to it, but not menacing. It's more like, this should be fun. Okay, what about Mel and Abigail? Um, I think Mel is uh, wearing her usual kind of long trench coat. She's very bundled up. Um, and normally when they're going to do stuff, she's kind of more, you know, ready for action. But she seems a little more subdued tonight and keeps throwing nervous glances over at Albert. Yeah. Um, Abigail is still a little behind on what's happening precisely, but she walks out uh, to sort of roughly behind Albert and Mel and like her fingertips are like crackling. Um, Night is when she's most effective. I don't know if that's actually true or if she just thinks it's true because she thinks ghosts come out at night or something, Uh, but she feels more powerful at night. So it's essentially a big uh, plot of wild land, um, mostly wild grass, but it's winter, so it's been killed. And there are oaks and maples and stuff. I mean, it's a nice plot of land, um, relatively untouched. Uh, the there is a um, you know power line that goes through it, and uh, and it you know, probably was once used as ranch land, but hasn't for a long time. That explains why I feel so so much power. I'm surrounded by death. All of these dead plants. Hmm. So um, we see you kind of profile silhouetted against the the star field and, um, you know, Raven's with you bundled up. Um, What now? Albert is going to firstly reach out to any animals and wildlife to communicate what is about to happen. Um, any that have made their home here uh, will be given time to seek shelter, to not come back to this place until I've let them know that it's safe to return again. Okay. Um, well, this is going to probably escalate because we're just going to deal with the land deal conflict for that. And if you subdue it, that means things might get worse. So let's just see what happens. Uh, that is, a, I believe, a divination, right? Uh, yes. And what aspect are you in? I am in crone, actually. Okay. Is that a crone? Uh, so that's outside of my... Okay. So that's yeah. just a regular roll. Cool. It's the wisdom roll. Ten. Okay. Wow. wow. I've been on fire tonight. <laughs> uh, Landiel is still in play, but it's subdued. And you tell me what happens. With all the critters. 
there are birds flying away. There's skittering. There's not just the the big animals, but the insects. Like all manner of life um, is basically being informed, um, and there's a there's like a communion happening. Um, Do we see like a swarm of of yeah, bats and we insects see, all flying up in the same right? Yeah. And things that have been hiding in uh, in the in the grass in the trees. Uh, there's an understanding. There's not a panic or anything. There's not a, like a manic exit. It's more of a very organized, very... It's like, yeah, we understand. Uh, are there are there cicadas in uh, Indiana? <laughs> there, I, think, I think it's cool if there are. Like, <laughs> and, uh, so the cicadas rise this, up. We hear the swell of their song, and then they... They're the last to vacate, and we can tell because their song gets further and further away. All right, so it is suddenly feeling very lifeless for this plot of land. Uh, so who's going to... Is Mel going to take it to the next level? Is Abigail? What's the plan? Albert looks over to Mel, mm -hmm. and he simply says, It's your turn now, and I'll back whatever you do. Okay, let's hope I can do this, then. It's a lot of... It's a lot of ground to cover. Um, and I want to cast a spell if I can. Of course. Uh, land deal has um, been subdued, so you can spend a charm to go after the same conflict, or I can escalate it. Ooh. That's a difficult choice. I'll go ahead and spend the charm. Okay. So we're going to go after the same conflict? Yeah. Um... Yeah, the escalation and would have been bad. I think that's probably a good choice. Probably. <laughs> Especially something I'm trying to cast that's uh, one of my mother's spells, and I don't really... Do I Do I get a bonus to that? Uh, so if it's, right now, because I'm in mother right now. If you're in mother, yeah. You, that means since it's mission, that means you get wheel. You get to roll that out of advantage. And you get okay. the, uh, you know, if it's a... What is it? Is it severity? I'm assuming you're doing... Uh, no, I'm doing... Um, uh, wisdom. I'm doing uh, one of uh, my curse spells. Okay, cool. Well, describe it. Don't spoil it for us. Okay. You want me to roll first and <laughs> yeah. see if it works first? Mm -hmm. All right. Oh, come on. I really want this to happen. Uh, so that's a 10. Awesome. All right. I'm going to remove the conflict. This is resolved and just hand the whole game over to you. You tell me everything that goes on. Well, and do I get a... Oh. a Experience yes, in? Yes, you do. You get experience in, uh, you said that was in Crone? No, you were mother. in Crone. It was in Mother. So you get experience in Mother. Cool. So just to read the spell so people at home know, um, the subject will age exponentially and become incredibly weak or ill, and things will be in extremely ineffective uh, at things they want once excelled. So I'm basically applying that to the land. Mm -hmm. So I think this sort of almost like the air around her looks oily somehow like an oil slick kind of coloration and that sort of just starts to ripple across this land and you can see as it as this wave of of oily uh ness is you know creeping it's killing everything as it comes across it the plants that were already starting to die are 
very much dead and it's just um it it makes you think of the uh, the villain in fern gully <laughs> <laughs> kind of just wipes out everything in that area and just makes it weak and ineffective if there's anything growing it's it's brown and um just not uh it's not a fertile place anymore i think raven's looking at you in awe (laughs) and afterwards she's like i think i think i did it no doubt It's not something I get to do very often and have it be helpful. It tends to be the double-edged sword that we carry as witches. The wisdom is in learning to master that which you fear instead of run from it. Well, now what? Raven is there anything you would like to do or contribute to? She just shakes her head kind of wide-eyed a bit. She hasn't seen magic like this before. Then I believe we've accomplished what we've come to accomplish. And I have earned my name again. Let's go home. Do you don't need me to cast a spell? Would you okay. like to? Mm, I don't know what I would do. Um, <laughs> I had a whole plan, and then y'all just took care of it right away. Um, we may not have many of these quiet moments in time to come. This is a good time to flex. Is that what young people say? I mean, they did like five years ago, but good work. You did it. What's the word you use now? Um, and Abigail, like, gets a mischievous little smile and says, um, now I have to think of a word. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and says, you know, uh, we just call it, uh, uh, stunt. You know, it's like... I'm going to stunt on you. Yeah. Now, this is a very good time to stunt on all of us, Abigail. Yes, it is. You totally haunt the whole place. Um, yeah, I could. That was what I was going to do, but uh, I don't think we need to. It's it's nice. It's nice quiet like this. There's no such thing as overkill. Only kill. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, was advising from miles away. Kill it dead. Kill it with fire. Should we go so Cape can do the thing? I guess so. Yeah. Okay, let's um, let's cut to a mund- mundane. I think um, th- th- we will assume at this point that Conagra would does not want this pot of land, and that the mayor is forced to take Cave's settlement. 
begrudgingly and that can all oh. happen in the morning basically now it's at face value yeah yeah it's not like okay um and there's probably going to be some conflict down the road but i mean this sort of solves itself you know we can't really need we don't need to play this out unless you want to um so we can cut to uh actually let's cut to a uh a momentum and um i assume you need to bring general washington back so you can complete this deal right do you want to do that sure sure okay all right so uh momentum uh means we can still roll for conflicts but they're probably not going to be big ones um I'm going to bring Faye back. Assume you do the same ritual to get him there in the yard. And he comes out from behind the tree like he did before. Uh, this time he's wearing, you know, he's wearing like 60s era biker gear. And his hair is slicked back. And um, he's got, you know, the leather jacket around his shoulder, cigarettes rolled up in his sleeve leaning against the tree same face though ah that was quick you brought me back in less than a day we don't fuck around you do not fuck around that is true Far more casual for a president this time around, hmm? I've been watching some old movies. Well, here's a contract for the land and ownership in perpetuity. I don't believe it. You managed to pull it off. Very good. So I owe you information. Before this exchange is complete... I wish to fully understand our terms so that we may resolve this without any bitterness between us. It's not our procedure to deal with Faye. We come to you in dire times. We want to know that when we complete this deal, you will not be using this as a gateway for all of your kind, only for those who need it. I'm sorry, I didn't understand a word you said. I was uh, contracted with a uh, cabe. Cabe? Would you like to relay what I said? I'm hearing a lot of mumbling from you. You need to speak up or enunciate or, I don't know, use your vocal cords. I, I can't hear a word you're saying. Anyway, Cabe, uh, so I owe you some information. Well, our friend does bring up a good point. And what Mumbles was trying to say was that uh, we wish to, uh, once this contract is concluded, we wish to live harmoniously with your kind in this area. And we were uh, hoping to uh, ascertain whether you wished to... uh, Flood this area with your folk, or simply just give them pl- give someone some of them a place to reside, since uh, space seems to be limited. Oh well, then we didn't put those terms. And I mean, if you would like to make a counteroffer, I'm happy to uh, happy to negotiate. Certainly, I have this pot of gold. Mm-hmm. 
that I'd like to exchange for certain guarantees as to the peaceful uh, transition and cohabitation of your kind and ours. As you understand, there is going to be a uh, event coming up fairly shortly, and there is going to be a concentration of a great deal of power, not only of your kind, but of mine. I would like to avoid any conflict during that time, if possible. This is Abigail's pot of gold that you're offering? No, oh. I have a pot of gold. I have a ton of money. I just oh. got a pot of gold. Oh, that. All right. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Hmm. Now, this, uh, of course, could be just between you and me. This pot of gold could just simply be an agreement between gentlemen. No reason to bring anything else into it. And profit could be uh, extreme for someone such as yourself. All right. Well, let's see uh, if you can navigate others confronting the, the faith. is uh, wisdom, I think. <laughs> Who wrote this game? <laughs> <laughs> With my minus two, that is a seven. Okay. This okay. I will accept your counter offer with one caveat. That being? I get to enjoy this land with my friends as well. Do you wish to be invited to reside amongst us? Well, if we're limiting it to just the locals, that leaves me out. So I would like to be included. And my friends. Who might your friends be? They are fine, gentle nature spirits. They wouldn't harm a fly. Some of them are flies. A modest amount. Define modest. I thought I was dealing with Cape. Do I need to draft up contracts with all of you witches? Do you all talk over each other all the time? You'll notice I've said nothing. Well, you just said something. When we speak, we speak with one voice. You are speaking to the coven. I'm perfectly willing to be a mouthpiece. In whichever way you want to dance around things. But nonetheless, this... Uh, Seems like a trap. Wouldn't everybody agree? It sounds very much like it. Okay, well then, we will not limit the terms with your counteroffer. Oh, my counteroffer is that you are free to stay here. <sighs> not only that, but I also promise to present modest monthly tribute to you here. Okay, fine. I'm sick of negotiating. Uh, we'll, uh, uh, I guess, make the deal with the coven. Even mumbles. And I will have free reign of this property. Are we done? I look at the rest of the group. Define free reign. God! Uh, <laughs> I'm very close to revoking the entire counteroffer. I have a out-of-game question. Yeah. 
Is there any relation whatsoever to the fact that in World of Darkness games, vampires find Fae absolutely delicious? It's hard to not do that. (laughs) I think it's in my head as canon. So, uh, yeah, we can say that's true. If you would, uh, I mean, if we were playing by the rules, you would need to pay a charm for that to be true. But I have to Mm -hmm. be honest, I would have played it that way anyway. Okay. I would just advise that I have some friends that might find you and your kind very interesting on uh, in a palatable way, if you catch my drift at all. So maybe you don't want to mess with us as much as you think that you can. All right, you have to roll for that. Yep. That's... Um... <laughs> I almost went to uh, a completely different game, but that is, um, uh, oh man, what's the name of the move? Make a stand. Thank you. Uh, no, that's a more, that was a more, no, it'd be, uh, the, th- the threatening one. Enforce your will. Enforce your will. Thank Enforce you. Your will. I kept on going back to happiest apocalypse, which is bare your teeth and ambitions. So I was like, what was about to come out of my mouth? Uh, anyway, so enforce your will, okay. uh, which is a severity roll against Faye, but it's subdued. Do you want to yeah. escalate it or do you want to pay? Do you have any more charm? I don't have another charm. Okay. So we have to escalate it. Um, I'll try not to fail. <laughs> but I get, a, I get a plus to that because of my bonuses. Oh, so. Yeah, the, um, if, if the conflict you're confronting is uh, threatening a fae means that he can revoke the contract altogether. I got ten. Okay, well, don't have to worry about that. Yes, I love our group tonight. I will immediately delete that conflict. Uh, You have full narrative (laughs) control. You tell me how he responds. Kind of looks at Mel and plays it off like he has no idea. And she just kind of creeps over towards him and does the finger fangs thing at him. And just, yeah. Not only... Do I know some? But I could make some. You do not want to fuck with this group. So I advise you play nice. So what terms do you get? I mean, uh, you have narrative control. Was she clear enough or was that a mumble too? <laughs> um, I think it makes it clear that he can come about, you know, as he pleases as per what Cabe said, but that if he gets too out of control, that we have means of dealing with him. So yeah. he needs to be on his best behavior if he shows up here. I think you crushed the reason why he wanted to hang out there, like, all together. Like, oh, fuck it, I'm not going to go back to Salem, Indiana ever again. <laughs> okay, so the deal's made. Alright. So all of this to find out how to defeat the Battle Crow. Uh, the Battle Crow is a harbinger, not an entity. So that means when the Battle Crow comes to fruition, death will follow. So if you're dealing with the Battle Crow, the only way to stop that is to stop Armageddon. Easy. There is no defeating the Battle Crow. You have to defeat what's creating the Battle Crow. So, maybe you're looking too big. 
Maybe there's somebody that's doing something that's going to cause uh, a lot of problems for the whole world. That's what you need to deal with. Then the battle crow won't have to come. See? The battle crow does come, it's too late. You're a bunch of witches. Can't you use your scrying and figure it the hell out? Can I go now? Do you have any leads? I just told you. Yeah, but... Like the you witches, have... your witch, witches. Who else is doing this? Witches are bringing this about. Look at your witches. Okay. How many witches does it take to create Armageddon? Probably two. Can I go now? There's nothing in the contract about you leaving. Uh, Have a nice evening. <laughs> it kind of takes this real form, which is really just a giant, disgusting insect. Sort of like a moth in between forms. And just sort of slithers back into the tree and uh, is hiding. I can't believe well, I thought he was handsome. <laughs> Those things could be whatever they want to be, whenever they want to be. Oh, I'm into that. Okay, so uh, what do we do for the final chapter? Do you want a meeting? Or do you want a montage as you close out the night? Hmm. Maybe a meeting to discuss our list of suspects? Yeah, I feel mm. like it needs that to be, be a good. meeting. Yeah, yeah. go for it. All right. So now we know there are witches trying to summon up the battle crow. We just have to figure out who and why. Technically, it sounds like cause and effect. Like... Whoever's trying to create the end of the world will bring about the battle crow. But like the battle crow is like it like the cause comes no the effect no the cause comes after the effect. This this is all wrinkling my brain a little bit, but I, I so Yeah, the battle crow is a symptom of Yeah. What kind of it. what kind of energy could we track that might be someone who means to do real harm? Well, and what we need to do is figure out who has something to gain by doing this. I agree with Mel. I think that a regular uh, criminal investigation, or at least the uh, trappings thereof, will lead us in the right direction. Who has to gain from this? And who? And what powers do we already know are involved? And does this coinciding with this uh, eclipse and the arrival of all of these witches here, does that actually bring up our suspect count? There has to be a way. So Lola said that she could see nuclear explosions in the veil, so there has to be a way that we can see where this energy is coming from in the veil. We've gone there once. We can go there again. It'd be a lot easier if you guys had a hag with you, but yeah. You can do it the hard way. 
We're good we, at doing things the hard way. <laughs> just so you know, we already have an open portal to the Vale. We haven't closed it yet. There's somebody I need to speak to first before we take any further action. Going into the Vale now may be dangerous for all of us. Oh, I'm guaranteeing it'll be dangerous for all of us. It's the Veil. But fun also. I guess everybody should, if we got something to take care of, take care of it, and then this is what we do. Remember me as I am. What does that mean? As the man I've chosen to be and tried to be. Why does that have to change? I'm actually rather fond of this man. As am I. And of all of you, but... I may have to finally encounter my past again. And I don't know if I can escape death twice. None of us is going to let you go without a fight. You know that, right? My mother was head of a storm coven. And if there's anyone I know that would relish an opportunity to use power to change the world, it would be her. Well, what do we have to gain from her assistance? Oh, she won't be assisting. You think she might be part of this? If she isn't already, she'll want to be. So this is just like a family squabble that's going to end the world? I've stopped considering them family for a long time. All that I know is... The vision of nuclear explosions, the rush of energy that's in my blood, I know it boils in hers too. I also know that she won't shy away from it as I do. Hey, Albert. I know you don't think this is true, but sometimes your parents can surprise you. I hope so. Okay, there are two new conflicts introduced uh, Storm Coven and Albert's mom Uh, We'll probably have to unpack that next time Uh, This is the meeting So, uh, uh, Joe, if you do want Albert's mom behind this That can be true Um, Albert's mom is definitely uh, Trying to make good on A big event uh, that will cause a lot of damage, but will also secure a future for witches and only witches. Mm-hmm. Right. Storm covens for the listeners are covens that are trying to overthrow the mainstream because they believe witches shouldn't be living in secret underneath the mundane. Um, if you've seen True Blood, it's probably a similar theme to what you've seen there. <laughs> so, um, all right. I, I, it's a little early, but I think it's a good place to stop. We all agree. And, this and on, on that note, 
<laughs> is there some other business you'd like to attend to before we close? Um, no. No? Okay. I'm going to find uh, there's there's some notes that I'm supposed to be using that I have closed. <laughs> uh, so I will look for those real quick and try to improvise in the meantime. Can I just say I miss the montages. They were always fun. You could always imagine a pop hit playing beneath them. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want a montage? We can close on a montage. That'll give me time to find my notes. Sure. Just do it. You could take it first, Abigail, since you were suggesting it. Thank you so much. Um, yeah. Um, as Mel suggested, if you have anything to take care of, um, tonight's the night to do it. So Abigail drives back into town, goes to Megan's apartment, and knocks on the door. There's a hug and a kiss, and Abigail gestures for her to sit down and says, there's something I need to tell you, and before we begin, I hope you can receive this news with kindness, if nothing else. And then the camera pulls away, and we don't hear this conversation. Mm. That's good. Anybody else want to take a montage? Uh, um, go ahead. Oh, I I think just for cuteness's sake, Mel would be sitting around with Madam <laughs> and just playing around with Madam and just like, oh, whose mommy destroyed a whole parcel of land today? Yeah, just right. It's your mommy. She came back for the finale. The Yay! Yay! The kitty's back. Oh, sweet oh, baby. God. I hope the podcast listeners enjoy <laughs> <laughs> Imagine the cutest kitten ever. That's what just happened. <laughs> Jim, would you like to take it or, or shall I? Oh, I'll go ahead. Um, it's Cabe. He's by himself. He has uh, a bag. He sort of leans down by a tree and opens up the bag and pours out some uh, some cream and some honey, mixes up and puts the bowl inside a circle with some uh, porcelain mushrooms around it and sets it down. It says, I promised monthly tribute. Enjoy. And just sort of walks away. <laughs> you have a pet fave. It's awesome. Um, Albert goes up to his room. To, uh, it's the end of the night. He takes a brand new strand and um, he begins to add the strand to the already myriad strands of string that you know skitter across his room like a spider's web. And on this string, he imprints that moment of seeing Mel genuinely laughing, smiling. And he adds that strand to a section of web that he knows to be his reasons to be Albert. Okay. And that's where we leave him. Well, that is tonight's session. So we will be back uh, next week, remember, July 6th. Uh, and then we'll be every other week going on. So uh, our schedule will be back on, on track then. Uh, so if you want to catch up on past episodes, we're already into uh, five. So the other four are at happyjacks.org, Great American Witch, slash Great American Witch. Uh, and the other IP, APs you can find at happyjacks.org slash shows. Um, 
This is, oh, uh, announcements. I think uh, you should probably tune in uh, to my social media, Gray Author, because I'm talking to Gallant Knight about pushing Great American Witch in sooner than we had anticipated. And the reason for that is because, well, we, we wanted to do it around now anyway, but had held off because of all of the events going on and transpiring. But um, I think it's just time to get it out there and it's ready to go. So doing some final edits on beta and we're looking to release that pretty soon. So stay tuned. Hopefully that'll be as soon as next month and time for my birthday, which is July 27th, in case anybody cares about that. All right, uh, let's, let's close out with the rest. Oh, you guys want to uh, sign off? Who wants to start? Mac? Hey, guys. I am and will continue to be Mac Wove. You can find me on the internets as at Strange Like That, the Facebooks, the Instagram, and the Twitters. You can also find me over at 12-Sided Stories, where uh, we do a highly produced uh, podcast that we have also just started streaming. So every Friday night at um, 7 o'clock uh, Pacific Standard Time, we are starting our campaign of Heliotrope, which is a cyberpunk game in the Hack the Planet system that uh, Abria is running. So check it out. That's awesome. Who's next? Uh, I'm Jim, and uh, if you go to www.strategicon.net, uh, you'll find our website for our Strategicon conventions. Uh, we just had a virtual uh GameX, and we're trying to discover whether we're going to have to have a virtual gateway in September as well. Uh, if so, please join us on our Discord channel. All the information will be up shortly on on uh, the website once we know for sure. Uh, otherwise, please join us at the LAX Hilton uh, and uh, for some awesome gaming, and including all these wonderful Happy Jacks people plus more. Hey, uh, I am Emily Vanderwerf. Uh, you can find me online at twitter.com slash emilyvdw. Um, my podcast, Arden, uh, fiction, scripted fiction podcast is back Monday, July 6th, the same day uh, that we have our next session here. And I am this Wednesday starting a new game on Happy Jacks uh, with some great folks. It's going to be a Savage Worlds game. I know nothing about the system, so it's going to be like the meta story is going to be everybody teaching me how to play Savage Worlds. <laughs> so that's going to be fun. Uh, I hope the kitten is back next week. I hope so, too. And hello, everybody. I'm Joe. Uh, you know me from this uh, this campaign. So uh, some news coming down the line is I may be in more campaigns on Monday nights. We'll see how that shakes out. I'm looking forward to being a part of that when it comes out. Um, thank you all for letting me come in and crash. It's been an awesome experience. I've wanted to do this for so long. I can't think of a better group of people to be doing this with. So thank you all so much. You can find me on uh, Facebook, J-O-E-K-O-U, or on uh, the Twitter, uh, at Joe Love Stories. And I will be seeing more of you all here on this channel. Okay. Well, thank you, everybody. We will see you next week as we continue with these crazy cosmological antics in Salem, Indiana. So long. Bye.